83% of small businesses in America are living check to check. That's a $25 million business in under, living check to check. 75% of households are check to check. If we were doing things the right way, those statistics would be totally different. 10% of the population controls 90% of the money, and it's time to close this wealth gap. My name is Perry Jeffries III, and I'm here to unlock the power of the 10% so you can grow your financial intelligence. Welcome to Cashflow Unlocked. On this podcast, I'll be sharing proven strategies and exclusive tips that will get you one step closer to financial freedom. Now, if you want to join us in our private Facebook group, the Cashflow Club, Cashflow spelled with a K, just head on over to Facebook. All right, let's get started. Hey, welcome to this episode of Cashflow Unlocked. I'm your host, Perry Jeffries, and I have not only a great guest, but a friend and one of my actual business mentors with us today, Ron Saharian. So, Ron, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? Awesome, Perry, man. Glad to see you. Always a pleasure hanging out and talking shop with you. And family talk is also fun with you. So thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's actually an honor to have you on here with us. So before we get started, y'all, let's go ahead and discuss Ron's background real quick. So I'm going to read this verbatim. So Ron is the co-founder of Profit First Professionals. Since starting Profit First Professionals in 2014 from the basement of Mike's uh, house, Ron has implemented, certified, and taught of thousands, you know what I'm saying, of, of, of hundreds of, of Profit First Professionals, accountants, bookkeepers, and coaching firms throughout the globe. Ron is an expert in sales processes, systems, hiring, scaling, and operations, and is officially known as Obi-Ron. So for our <laughs> Star Wars fans out there, right, you know, the, a Jedi master, if you will, uh, throughout the Prop First Professional and the business because of his business acumen. Ron is an avid sports memorabilia collector and car enthusiast, which I can speak to because uh, I had a chance <laughs> to actually ride around in a car with him. And he's married uh, with a daughter living in uh, New Jersey, USA. So outside of that, man, Ron, tell us a little bit more about you, brother. Yeah, man. So um, I love I love helping businesses. I love successful people. I love creating wealth. And all I want to do is help people live the dreams that they set out to do. Man, that's it. And I think, not I think, I know that's why we've always connected as well yeah. as we have. So um, we connected through Profit First. Yep. So full disclaimer here, y'all. Uh, I am a Profit First professional. Um, mastery member. Come on. Mastery member. Yeah. Yep. One and of the select few. <laughs> one of the few across the globe. Yeah. And addition, in addition to that, um, when we check the books, I think I've been with Profit First now five or six years, I believe, when we were at the uh, last event. Yeah, so, we're going to uh, be celebrating our um, our 10th year of eradicating entrepreneurial poverty. And uh, that's what I'm it, talking about. Yeah, it ain't easy, but um, it's worth it. It's worth well, it. Well, let's just dive right into that, man, with the first sure. question for our listeners who may not know. Mm-hmm. What is Profit First? All right. So Profit First is a book written by my business partner, Mike McCallowitz. It is a system. It is a cash flow system. It is not accounting. It is not bookkeeping. It is a cash flow system of allocating your money, putting guardrails in place to ensure that you're paying yourself as the business owner. Two, you reserve a war chest of cash for Uncle Sam. Three, you're going to be profitable. Even if that profit is three, 3.5%, you, the business owner, if you have debt, you can pay it down. You could celebrate the health of the company or you can hire. And so profit first is often the missing link when you're talking about a company building systems and processes. Profit Mm. first actually resides in between uh, financials, which are historical documents, Mm -hmm. and projections, which are hopes and dreams. This is an allocation process of how you pay yourself first keep guardrails in check and you will ensure yourself and your business is profitable. Jeez. And Profit First Professionals is the organization that Mike and I co-founded to support the teachings in the book. We're an organization of some of the best accountants, bookkeeping, and coaching, financial coaching firms in the globe. That's 
Awesome. Yeah. And so right we on. certify guys like you, Perry, so no that doubt. you can implement this stuff properly because um, as, as conceptually simple as profit first is just like getting rich in the stock market, right? It's conceptually simple. All you got to do is uh, buy low and sell high, right? right. <laughs> profit right. first is conceptually That's all you, you got to do. That's all it. That's do. it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Same thing with profit first, the devil's in the details. And you don't want to work with anybody that's guessing on your finances, mm. whether it's a financial professional or an accountant or a bookkeeper or a coach, you want to make sure that they have the proper certifications and credentials to do it right. Absolutely. So let's 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 start there, man. So mm-hmm. I f- and I don't know if I ever shared this story with you. So the first time I got exposed to Profit First, I was at a mastermind out in L.A. Okay. It was a six, seven and eight figure ass, uh, mastermind out in uh, L.A. And um, during one of the breakout sessions, you know, a group comes up and spends maybe 10, 15 minutes talking about Profit First. So they had a little PowerPoint. They got up there and I saw it. And when I say the light bulb went off, man, it was like, whoa, this is what I've been looking for. Because up to this point in time, I'm a traditional financial advisor. So, you know, your stocks, your bonds, retirement, all of that type. I wouldn't call you traditional at all. Oh, not not at all. Not, 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 Not at all. Right. And I saw profit first, but one of the reasons I broke out of that traditional mode, man, was because of profit first. So I saw this piece and I knew uh, the majority of my clients were entrepreneurs and we would have these conversations about creating wealth. But if they don't have any cash, if the cash flow was poor, there's no profitability. Like how in the world are we creating wealth when, you know, the goose that's supposed to be laying the golden egg is not laying any eggs. Right. right. What what good, what good is, you know, how can people leverage your services when they have no money? It's the same right. thing with taxes. You know, people want to I'm going to get going. People don't want to pay taxes. I get it. But right. if you're paying taxes, you're profitable. With that, that profit, you can invest in alternative investment strategies. So be profitable. <laughs> be profitable. It's okay to pay taxes. I had I had a I had a coach tell me one time, paying taxes is the result of your business making money and being profitable. So when he cuts his check for his taxes, he says it doesn't hurt, right? You know, because he's like, hey, I'm cutting this because the business is profitable. Well, so that's, that's awesome. the beauty of profit first, because mm. I don't call my tax account a tax account. Mm-hmm. I call it an FU government account. Right. 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 The government comes right. for their money that I earned. Yep. Coming for their piece of flesh. Right. Yeah. And most people are like, oh man, tax time. They got to reach into their pocket. They got to go into their savings. They might have to take a line of credit. They have to do everything. No way, man. Under this profit first situation, I have a bucket full of money. So when Uncle Sam comes to me and says, This is what you owe, Mr. Saharian, and I've done everything in my power to minimize my tax burden, everything possible, and I still have to write a check, it ain't painful to me because I have this money earmarked aside specifically to tell Uncle Sam where they can shove it. Man, I love it. I love it. And before I forget, for those who are tuning in, you don't want to miss this. Stay to the end. Ron is actually going to have a special gift for you. So make sure you stay to the end, but you don't want to miss any of this anyway because he is dropping bars. So Ron, here's the deal. Profit First not only changed my personal finances with respects to now having a vehicle to help me create wealth, but it has changed the lives of all of the business owners I've been working with. And it is just a total game changer. So I moved out of that, broke out of that traditional advisor space into more of a fractional CFO consultant slash coaching space. And it has just given my family a lovely quality of life. We're able to help other businesses go out there and improve their quality of life. So I just want to go on the record, man, for saying thank you to uh, you and Mike, (laughs) man, for putting this thing together. You know, Perry, thank you so much. But it's your hard work and your effort. All we're giving you is the keys. You have to figure out how to use it, turn it, drive it navigate it and stuff like that. Um, but the, the thing is, is that I have something to admit. I had never had the traditional entrepreneurial struggles. Mm. When people talk about late nights, when they talk about worrying about how am I going to pay myself? How am I going to meet payroll? How am I going to be profitable? Mm. How am I going to do that? I've never had to experience that, which is unique. So if you've ever stayed up late worrying about how you're going to pay yourself, if you worried about how you're going to make payroll, if you're worried about your expenses are in control, it's time for you to change. And I know even change is difficult, even positive change, but if enough is enough and you're fed up, 
implement profit first. It doesn't matter where you are in your business. Doesn't matter if you're 20K in the rears. Doesn't matter if you're a startup or a hundred million dollar company. This is a system. And so the beauty of this system has been that one, when I implement, when we implement profit first, the first thing we come up with is a plan. Nice. That's relief. Okay. I have a cash flow plan. What is your cash flow plan? What is the cash flow plan that your accountant is telling you to follow? Okay. I got a plan. Great. Now I'm executing the plan. Okay. A part of profit first is physically allocating the money into another bucket. When you move money from one source to another, you're empowered. You're actually in control of your money. And for many people, this is the first time that they're actually experiencing that. So one, you have a plan. Two, you're empowered because you're executing on the plan. Now that that is taken care of, I'm ta- it's t- so I have a system, Ron, I'm saying to myself that it's taken care of how am I paying? Mm-hmm. How am I going to be profitable? How am I going to keep my expenses in control? Huh, you know what that allows me to do? Sleep. Focus. Mm. Focus on growing my business. Focus on creation. Focus on staff development. Leaving time to spend with my family. Sure. Architecting my life so that it's a whole life versus business life and Ron life. It really has been so impactful that I can't help myself from sharing it. It, I wouldn't be doing my job as a human if I didn't share it. It is that impactful. And for everybody that's listening to me, there is a better way. Hmm. And that's what we're sharing with you today. Ron, I absolutely love it. So I'm taking my notes here. So I have one, have a cash flow plan, right? And I even tell my clients this on the, uh, you know, the personal finance side. If you have anxiety over your finances, it's because you have lack of a plan. Some Yahoo then came in and said, hey, you need to buy this stock or do this trade or invest in this insurance product. And if you still have anxiety, it's because you don't have a written plan to give you that GPS where you know where you are today and where you want to go. And yeah. even to your point, even if you're in arrears or you have debt you know, through the roof, if you have a plan, you can see your way out. So I have yeah. one, have a plan. Right. And I love how you put it, a cash flow plan. Two, you have uh empower. We're empowering the entrepreneur because for the first time, many of them are in control of their money. Right. And then three, what I had here was now you can focus on growth. Yeah. And speak to this, Ron, because you and I have been entrepreneurs uh, for, for a long time here, right? Focus on growth of staff and development and things of that nature. Why is it, I find, and, and, and tell me your thoughts on this, I find most entrepreneurs start to focus on growth before they even have a system in place and end up wasting a lot of money. So what has been your experience with that? Hey, y'all, I want y'all to pay attention to this. We got Obi-Wan about to drop some bars on it. So yeah, what, so what, what you think? What's your thoughts on that, Ron? So the time to implement the system is before you actually need it. Ooh, gosh. Right? And so why? You know, you know, as a business owner, when you're starting that you need a delivery system, you need a fulfillment system, you need a marketing system, you need a hiring system, you need all these systems, yet nobody's talking about this cash flow system that is one of the most important things to the business. Okay. And so, you know, systematize the business in a way that is, you know, scalable, right? But now that we're talking about employees, okay, right? Employees, here's the number one thing that I think, um, will help the listeners have their employees act and focus as though they own the business, right? Isn't that every business owner's dream is to have the employees work and be as passionate as they are? Absolutely. Well, first off, that's bullshit. They're not owners. They're never going to be as passionate as you. So knock that off. Number (laughs) two, okay, is give them a reason to get up in the morning other than a paycheck. Mm. What, What else are they contributing to? What is the bigger version, right? What, what, how, how are you empowering them? How are you providing them autonomy? How are you give training them? How are you giving them, you know, more than just a paycheck? What are they a part of? So our mission is to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. We say it every day. It's a large mission and it's tough, but it's certainly been worth it. And so, you know, we in today's market where retention is key, 
culture is key. Everybody's working uh, remotely these days. Some people are being forced to go back in. We're not. We believe in a family first environment, right? I never want Perry to miss his beautiful daughter's events. I never want Liz to miss her kids stuff. I never want anybody miss their parents' birthday or anything, right? So let's be a little bit more compassionate as business owners. Let's share the empathy and understanding. And that's what true employees are looking for. They're not looking for a boss, right? They're looking for somebody that is going to help them be successful. And that's what our jobs as CEOs are, is to create wealth for those that work for us. If we're not, then we're just being selfish and we're not going to get very far. So tip one. Give them a reason other than a paycheck to get up in the morning for. Mm -hmm. Ryan, let's let's dive a little bit more into that. So we um, we brought up the mission. So uh, a mission or profit first is to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. Yeah. Now somebody's going to hear that and be like, you know, they're going to put on that entrepreneur, you know, armor and say, I'm not living in poverty. And and you and I both know that may not be the reality. But yeah. let's let's define what this entrepreneurial poverty looks like, you know, this, this well-dressed yeah. poverty. Statistically speaking, uh, the small business administration did a study a couple of years ago that said that 83% of businesses, small businesses in America are living check to check. That's a $25 million business in under living check to check. That means at any given point of time, if you're in a room of 10 people, chances, the person to your left, the chances to the right are living check to check. And there's a lot of well-dressed poverty out there. Um, television shows, Fox News, Chicago did a, a study that uh, 75% of households are check to check, right? And so, you know, hey, man, if, if we were doing things the right way, those statistics would be totally different. Right. Absolutely. So, but if they are saying, Perry, if they are saying, Ron, I'm living the dream, right? I'm pulling down 250. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my, my, I got nice cars. I've got this, I've got that. Awesome. Great. So then what I'm going to say is now let's look down the field. What is your retirement look like? Is your, is your 401k max? Do you have safe Harbor defined benefit plan for your employees? Do you offer stock options? Are you properly insured? Oh, right? gosh. Do you have it started. Right. In short, do you want to be your own banker? What are your alternative investment strategies, stocks, bonds, mutual funds? What is the retirement leg of your stool look like? Do you have two legs? Do you have three or do you have four? Mm. How balanced is your stool? Right. Not only that, but, you know, what about your kid? Do you want to send your kid to private school? You want to send them to public school? Do you have a 529? Is that funded? You're doing so well as a business owner, you're not going to get a Pell Grant. You're going to find and the kid might be, not be a, an athlete. They might not be a genius. You're still going to have to pay for them to go to school. Right. Oh, you speak my language, brother. You speak my language. So I'm going to do a hard pause and, and I want to bring this up because I'm going to make sure we connect the dots here, y'all. So this is cash flow unlocked. And what we're doing is bringing in experts in different industries where they're going to share you know, strategies and concepts and mindset uh, with us so that we can unlock our cash flow. But ultimately, what we're looking to do is create wealth. Yes. And, brother, and when I say you have been speaking my language, when you went through, you know, retirement plans and, and things of that nature and insurance and stocks and alternative investments, this is the definition of wealth that I came up with, Ron. I don't know if I've shared this with you when I was out uh, at headquarters, but the definition of wealth that we came up with is this. Wealth is the accumulation of assets, pause, which can be converted into passive income, pause, in order to cover your lifestyle expense. Oh. And, and when I think about profit first, what it was able live to live off so your salary, celebrate off your, off your dividends. Oh, absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And it created that mechanism with the quarterly distributions, right? Where I have a system where now, not only am I investing, typically uh, putting money away into my retirement accounts and my, my, my investment accounts on the 10th and 25th of the month following mm -hmm. the system, but also quarterly, I now have monies that are now going over into my profit hold account and being uh, and, and growing in that sense, right? So now my profit, I, I tell my clients, we want to make our profit 
earn profit, right? Create yeah, little yeah. profit babies. Yeah, I'm a big believer that every household should have three to six months of core capital available at any given time. Absolutely. And, right. And the right way to do that is CDs. Ladder CDs. Don't have it locked up for five years. Do it three months, six months CD. Ladder it, ladder it, ladder it. Get it going. Earn the money as it's there. But here's the other thing. Some of the are, are the entrepreneurs. I'm 50, mm-hmm. right? I'm I'm young. I got a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody younger than me that doesn't understand compound interest, Google oh. it. Right. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. You Absolutely. know, I mean, even if you're putting away 25 bucks a week into a, an account. That's a good start. But man, once you start doing that for 10, 15 years, you start seeing that the rule of 72 and yeah. the compounding interest. The the thing what we're sharing, Perry, is that it comes down to getting rich conservatively, which ain't sexy. Right. And getting, so getting rich ain't sexy. Say that again. Getting rich ain't get, sexy. Getting rich conservatively ain't sexy. <laughs> right. And so that's okay with me. Right. Yeah. I, you, you, I'm a little flashy every now and then. Right. You, you, you see that it comes out of me, but no, it yeah. comes out of me because I know I'm well capitalized and I know that, you know, hey, I, I you know, prepay your mortgage. Right. So one of the profit first methodologies, open up a, a mortgage account, prepay that down mortgage free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Boom. Love Alternative it. investments. You the beauty of working with Perry is you can architect the bank accounts and the cash flow to not only eliminate a business pains, but help them achieve the wants. That's the number one thing, that latter part, because creating wealth, leveraging the number one asset of the business is the one of the only and best ways to do it. Oh, brother. Oh my goodness. Y'all, I, I hope and pray of wherever you're listening to this, right? If you listen to this in the car. Listen to it, love it, make sure you like it, share, you know, subscribe, and also to it, uh, go back and listen to it again where you can take notes because Ron is just giving us gym after gym after gym. So I'm gonna do a quick rewind okay. and then and then and then bring it back uh to where we are right now. You said it, and and I want to make sure that our listeners did not miss this piece. You can use profit first for your personal finances. So if you're listening to this and you're not an entrepreneur, this system still works. It's an envelope cash management system, right? So you can use this for your personal finances as well. I run it in my house. It's how my grandmother taught my mom, how my mom taught me and my brother. It sticks with me. My brother, he can't walk any place without money jumping out of his pocket. You know what I'm talking about? And, and that's how I run my system. So I run my profit first for the business. And then as soon as I do run my allocations, Ron, then I run a profit first scenario for my personal, where I have money going into my personal account, which is my personal spend, the household business. Your slush uh, fund. Right, right. Exactly. Right. Our <laughs> trust account. So I yep. fund our trust, my investment accounts. Right. So I run that same system. And, and when I say peace of mind, and this is what's so this is what's so crazy to me about the phenomenon, Ron, because some people will look at this system and be like, oh, well, all you do is just move money into this account, into that account. And yeah. we know we know the devil's in detail. But when I say the peace of mind that comes with this system, I can have a bad month revenue wise. But the system has this magical way, man, where I still feel good. Cause even if I only brought in, you know, $5,000 for that pay period to move those dollars around and see that I'm still putting money away for savings. I'm still investing. I'm still funding our trust account. We're still being able to pay the bills. Speak to that a little bit, man, just yeah. from a mindset it, standpoint, what this thing does for people. It's unbelievable. So as part of the, part of the thing about profit first, there's, there's a profit component and with profit, you can do a lot of good. Uh, profit's not a bad word. It's not a dirty word. It's right. If you want your name on the next medical building or library, you better have a lot of profit. Okay. <laughs> Bottom line, you want to, you want to start a, uh, you know, a charity. You want to, you know, go on a, a mission. Well, you better have some profit. Okay. And so, so one of the th- beauty things about profit first is that you will be profitable. And even, you know, part of it is ta- having a profit account and taking 50% of that profit account and rewarding yourself. That's what you're, that's what, if you're running a good business, you reward yourself with profit. You pay your salary based upon what you're contributing and what your level of 
responsibilities are right and so the way profit first it, it's it's amazing i don't even i don't understand the the, the mathematics so i'm not a mathematic genius but when you take 50 percent out keep 50 percent in okay then you do it again and you do it again you might have a low thing but it, you're still able to draw out of that account we've been giving quarterly cash profit distributions to our staff since 2014 Jeez. Every single quarter, Mike and I take 50% out of the profit account. He and I split 30% of the money that's in there. The staff gets the other 20% divided by how many employees there are. How awesome is that? Right? And so, yeah, everybody's revenue kind of went sideways and COVID or down. Some went up. But, you know, regardless of the ebbs and flows, you know, this is a mechanism to always be rewarding you for running a healthy fiscal business. Oh, love this. Ron, when I sit down with, um, you know, um, prospects and people who reach out to me looking for some guidance, um, you know, we're having conversations about your business and why they got into business. And usually it's always going to point towards, I want, you know, financial freedom and I want time freedom. Yeah. And, and some type of combination of the two. And what I tell them is this out the gate. I say, so without me even looking at your business, I know you probably have one of these five issues, if not all five. And I say, there's probably a tax issue. You either owe taxes, you ain't filed no taxes, you're afraid <laughs> of taxes. There's some type of tax issue going on, right? So one. Two, you're more than likely not, don't know how to pay yourself the right way. Right? Not so, consistently anyway. Not, not consistently. Or going to that old mantra or that adequate way of thinking of, hey, you know, your first couple of years in business, you shouldn't pay yourself. It's bullshit. You know Bust the doctrine of sacrifice. You don't have to live on your couch to be a successful <laughs> entrepreneur. Right. Exactly. Right. So total bullshit with that. Right. So I know it's a tax issue. I know it's how you pay yourself issue. I know there's a co-mingling of funds issue. So there are some business expenses going to pay personal, personal to go pay business. It's not a hard line between that. They're piercing the corporate veil and putting themselves in court, you know, in harm's way. Smoke and mirrors. Oh, yep. We know, we know that's the issue going on. Right. We know there's some debt that needs to be addressed. Right. And Number five being they really don't know what button to push or level a lever to pull to create permanent profitability in the business. Yeah, because it's it's not their fault. It's not any of our fault. It's a damn system, right? Year after year after year, we've been following the same system, right? We've been operating as the world is flat. The world's not flat. <laughs> Sales minus expenses equal profit is the world is flat. Right. If that system worked, startups would be more successful. There'd be more businesses going to five years, more businesses going to 10 years, generational turnovers, less bankruptcies. So, you know what? Ask your current accountant what is the cash flow methodology that they run in their own business? Mm. And if they say, well, it's simple, all you do is sell, 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 manage your expenses, and whatever you have left over, you pay yourself. Oh my God, run for the hills. Run. Run, because they don't know how to pay themselves. They're just lucky that they're doing it. So ah. next time you choose a financial advisor, a, a coach, a, accountant, bookkeeper, ask them, what are you doing in your business that you're going to teach me how to do it the same? Ooh, Ooh. man, uh, Ryan, I, you know what? That's going to hurt a lot of folks because that's that piece. Now, uh, I think I just posted about this here recently, right? Uh, it's like, hey, be weary of the person who's given advice on something they've never done for themselves or done for other people, you know what I'm saying, from a repetitive standpoint and actually yeah. have results to show, right? Yeah. So, great. Absolutely. I'm, I'm telling your audience what I've been doing over the past 10 years. I'm telling them what I teach on a daily basis. You know, I'm an open book. You know that, you know, I mean, I, I'm just here to help. And so, it. you know, listen, you as the business owner can choose who you work with. If you're unhappy with any professional because they're not, they're not helping, they're not talking the way that in words that you understand, they're not practicing what they preach, they're late, get a new one. There's plenty of great people out there that would be more than happy to really help you achieve. This system is not for accountants or bookkeepers. It's for you entrepreneurs. So anytime an accountant or bookkeeper says to you, oh, you don't need that, run for the hills because they're being selfish and it's all about them, about saying, let me explore this. Maybe this is good. 
Mm. I love this. So, Ron, so we're, we're going to do a quick pivot here. Okay. Um, and and the pivot is going to go into kind of this entrepreneur space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, for our listeners, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, these are the numbers. As of 2017, um, what was the leading indicator if you were to um, achieve wealth, whatever that, however they define that, uh, you know, uh, achieve wealth was based upon inheritance, what you inherited. <laughs> 2017, it changed from inheritance to entrepreneurship, which means for a lot of demographics and folks, you know, the playing field is, is I won't say is necessarily completely level, but it's getting level, right? And with entrepreneurship, you know, the, this wealth gap, we can definitely address and close this wealth gap where we have, you know, 10% of the population controlling 90% of the wealth. Now, if entrepreneurship now is the, the golden ticket, right? We got to get this financial piece right. Yes. We got to get this financial piece right, Ron. So, so what I want to talk about a little bit is this: is what advice would you give the entrepreneur? And you've been given a ton of gems already. I have a bunch okay. of notes right here I've been taking. But you know, what a couple of things you would tell the entrepreneur who's either been in business or you know still kind of new to business, maybe in that three five year time frame. Yeah. You know, what, what advice would you give them as it pertains to not just you know, the, the proper first system, but also to the mindset that goes along with being an entrepreneur, brother. The first question that I would ask any business owner is, may I have your permission to ask you personal questions about your business? That's the first question I ask. One, it's polite. Two, it means shit's about to get real. <laughs> then I'm going to ask, right? I'm going to ask, okay, did your business afford you and your family the lifestyle that you've always wanted? Oh gosh, Ron. Hold right. on. Hold yes on, or on. no. Then I'm going to ask if it didn't and you had more money, what is the number one thing you would do as a household with that money? And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to keep that in the the forefront of my mind. Then I'm going to go into asking, what are your business goals? Do you have any? What do you want to achieve? Do you have the systems and processes in place to help you achieve? Let's talk about your cash flow. Do you under, do you have a cash flow system? Meaning, do you have a pulse on the ebbs and flows? Do you understand what your cash position is at any given time? Right? Are you paying yourself? Are you allocating for taxes? Are you purposefully being profitable? Yeah. Then I'm going to ask, what do you want to reduce? Turnover, double work, complaints, paper? Again, do you have the systems and processes in place? Then I'm going to tie it back and say, okay, from my understanding, the company needs to renovate itself with improved systems and processes. You as the business owner are looking for more clarity in your in your cash flow. You're looking to implement a system that's going to give you this visibility. One that's also going to ensure that you're paying yourself first, keeping your expenses in control, and ensure you're profitable. You're, you're hoping that by working with us, that we're going to introduce some business plans, some goals to achieve. When we hit these goals, because we have these systems in place, you're going to be rewarded with additional owner's pay and profit. With that additional funds, the th- we're going to earmark and that we're going to establish a bucket that the only thing we can use, do with the money in this bucket is do that number one thing that you mentioned to me that you would do if you had more money in your household. With profit first, many of the times when I ask that conversation, it's I I, I would have put more away for retirement, Ron. Mm. I'm behind on my retirement. Great. The first thing I'm going to do is is open up a retirement account, an additional account. And it's going to be, it's not a 401k like Perry can open, but it's going to be a bank account. And Mm. we're going to determine what is the percentage of money that we can put into that. Then over time, we're going to grow. But the only thing you can use that money for is for your retirement. Mm. That's simple. We're going to move it away. We're going to put guardrails in place of it. We're going to make it difficult for you to get. Mm. Look at it at the, as a 401k if you were a business owner. I mean, if you weren't a business owner, if you were double you, why is that the number one savings vehicle, Perry? Because one, it's for savings. It's removed off the top. And there's penalties if you get it early. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying to businesses that 
or three to five years, there is a different way. There's a better way. Doesn't matter where you are in the business. Even if you have loans, even if you're not profitable, we start small. We can build the framework, build up that profit first muscle memory. It's going to be up to you though, to change your behaviors. In three to five years, you can still change. Now, when we're talking about more of those mature businesses where they've been struggling, the comfortable struggle. The comfortable struggle, the, well, yeah. the well-dressed poverty. Yeah, the, the comfortable struggle. You're used mm-hmm. to it, right? Yeah. You And it's going to, you feel it's going to be a shitload more work for you to even be able to accomplish a little bit more wealth. Right. No, it may not be. It may be just an additional system that you don't have that you never heard about. It may be your limiting beliefs that this ki- that your business is so unique and so different that this will never work in your system. That's your limiting belief. Jeez. So, you know, one of the things is, is be open to coaching, be open to trying new things, even though it's difficult, but if you're sick and tired of the way things are going, right. If that it's that good. uncomfortable with you, then you're going to change. But if you're, if you're, what happens though, Perry, I see it all the time. People are grooving, grooving, grooving. They look up, they're in a rut because they've been grooving. They haven't been changing. They haven't been looking forward. They're just happy where they are. And sometimes they learn to be miserable. Yeah. And that's part of it. That becomes their normal. Yeah. And what does that do to the relationships in your household? I saw it. I was working corporate. I was working seven to seven Monday through Saturday, working in Manhattan, driving home late o'clock at night. And, and it was miserable yeah. making a lot of money it was awesome, but I was miserable and I could see the relationship change yeah. between me and my wife, between me and my daughter. And I didn't yeah. want that. I knew something needed to change. That's it right there, Ron. That, that, that was the piece right there. Cause when it's coming down to is a lot of times we get focused on Hey, the money and, you know, being profitable and creating wealth, but that peace of mind, those relationships, right. To be able to sleep at night. And, and that that's, that's what we're, that's the freedom that we're really looking for. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what, Perry, this is life. What we're doing, these yep. interactions, these fun conversations that we're having, this happens. This is what life is. Life really isn't the vacation where you might spend a couple of days on in Ocho Rios painting a coconut. No life is how you're received. When you come home, your relationship with your friends, your family, how you interact with the coffee barista, how you, you know, you don't get offended if somebody's pushing you up in the line for groceries, how you, you, how you handle the kid that knocks on the door and asks for money for, cause he wants to go to Washington DC. That's what life is about is these, these small little interactions that we need to all be pleasant about. Right. So Ron, I got to ask a question here. We're going to, and, and we've already, we talked about this earlier on before we got on, got on the uh, the recording here, something I did not realize about you. So I already knew you were an athlete. I like to play one. I was a good division three athlete. <laughs> Wait, Hey, we'll take that. We'll take that all day. Brother. <laughs> we'll take that all day. Right. So it's a couple things that's really resonating with me here is one, you mentioned coaching. Yep. And also, too, you were a three-sport athlete. Yep. And something I didn't I didn't know until here recently is that you were uh, uh, classified as dyslexic. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and so as I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you, and I know so many other super successful entrepreneurs who are dyslexic or they, they classified or, you know, diagnosis ADD or ADHD or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Brother, how did you get so dang on smart? Because you're in this space of cash management for entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. And neither one of us are quote unquote bookkeepers or accountants. No. But we're impacting lives. Brother, how did you get so smart in 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 this particular space? I got a chip on my shoulder. Um, mm. you know, people have told me all my life I can't do this, I can't do that. I've been held back, I've been classified, you know, I've been in the small classes and you know, I got that grit. And so, you know, I've had to figure out how to figure things out a different way in order to get the same result that other people did. 
And so one of the things about dyslexia is that, and I, I, and mine isn't bad compared to a lot of people. I mean, there's some horrible cases out there, um, but it's, it, it is something that's always affected me and how I go about it. And there used to be a big stigma about it. I mean, listen, being growing up in the seventies and eighties and being dyslexic was not a fun time. Right. right. No doubt about it. Right. But what I learned was, is that, okay, you know, I have to be more, I have to be more creative, more mm. inventive. I have to figure out how to get to the same result, right. Yeah. Without tra traditional learning. And so I love a challenge. And so when somebody says, you know, now Ron, you can't do that. I'm like, you know what? Don't bet against me. Ha. I know that's right. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. I know I yeah. wouldn't. And, and, and so the, the thing is, I just share what I do. And, you know, I don't have all the answers. It's not going to work all the time for everybody. Yeah. But I truly believe, and I thank my mother for instilling this. I can do anything I want if I put my mind to it. Love is it going to be difficult? Yeah. Am I going to get hurt? Maybe. But if I'm up at the top of that mountain and I took the wrong gondola up there and it's a oh. double black diamond that's like i guess the hardest ski thing i'm not getting on that 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 train and taking that escalator down right i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say you know what i'm up here i'm gonna use my experience and i'm gonna get down that hill i'm yeah. gonna fall it's yep. gonna be ugly but you yep. know what i'm gonna get back up i've gotten back up all my life Shh. right Rubbit. tell me I'm going to get down there and you know what? I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to show you an easier way and a better way to do it next time. So many gems in that, man. So many, that, per, that, that, that story of perseverance. I'll run that, through that. walls for our members, Perry. I'll run oh. through walls with you guys. Oh man. I love it. I love it. That grit, you yeah. know, my, my, my story of how my athletic career uh, went down, you know, came down to grit and also to kind of having that chip on the shoulder. I remember I had a family member tell me um, when things didn't work out for me at my first college, because the school I went to, the coach recruited me actually ended up leaving. Mm. And, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play basketball. So I had, I was going to leave this four year school and was looking at going to a junior college, you know, saying to go play. Yeah. And I remember a family member sitting down and telling me, well, you're wasting your time. You're not big enough or strong enough or fast enough to play division one. Right. Yeah. And you talking about piss me off and put a chip on my shoulder. And, you know, and, and I had my sights on D1. So I was able to get that D1 scholarship. Right. Nice. And I always think about that as that motivation. So having that chip on your shoulder uh, is definitely key. Earlier on, I said I quit a very, uh, I guess, luxurious job in Manhattan with lots of money. My dad told me I was making the biggest mistake of my life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so, so this this entrepreneurship journey is not for the meat. But yeah, until you said I pay, something until as I well. pay his mortgage off, right? <laughs> right. But you said something here, man. Just um, just that whole traditional learning piece, and that's what I think about when I think about profit first, right? Because it's yeah. not the generally accepted accounting principles. No. You know what I'm saying that everybody's been told this is what you need to do. It's yeah. off the grid, but it's based upon, uh, how do we say it's based upon human behavior? Right? Absolutely. 100% nailed and, it. Yep. So, so let's dive into that human behavior a little bit yeah. and kind of that in the whole Parkinson's law. Because for those who are listening to this, if you haven't grabbed the book yet, we do have a special gift for you well, here. Let's give, but, let's, let's tell them, let's tell let's them tell, now. Let's, so let's tell I've, them. Got, I've got five gift profit first books. All you got to do is email Perry and say, I want one of those books. And if you're one of the top five, Perry will get, send me your address. I'll get it out to you. And uh, maybe we'll throw a little something else in there for you. But Man. that's my gift to the first five listeners. Uh, hopefully, the books are already given out by the time this is done. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you hear this and you don't have this book, email us, contact us. We'll get that information over to Ron and we'll get you one of these books. Because you got to get this book. This book changed my life. It changed my business. And as we talk about closing this wealth gap, it's changing generations. Because really, in order for us to close this wealth gap, it's not about, hey, this is a good stock idea, right? It's really coming down to is, are you sharing information? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Profit first for minority businesses, right? So here's the deal, y'all. With respects to you no know, wealth, it's the transport. Your wealth is transportable and it's transporting this information. So please, if you haven't done it yet, like this, share this, subscribe, and make sure we can bless somebody else. 
Ron, we're coming close to the end, man. And um, brother, I have like pages and pages of notes. I can't wait to go back and and just look at this episode for myself and 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 digest some of these notes here, man. But um, man, in closing and mm-hmm. kind of close us out here, you've given us so many gems already, brother. You're giving gems around entrepreneurship. You're giving gems around why why we need to why every business needs to implement profit first. You know what is the question I didn't ask that I should have asked when I uh, having you on this call? What would that question be? You have to think about that. What didn't I ask you that I should have asked, and what would be beneficial to the listeners? Wow, that's a great question. You're you asked the right questions. What question didn't you ask that you should have? One. Why is it important to work with a profit first professional? I think I answered that. I think that's because you want to work with somebody that's uh, truly credentialed, that has been taught by the guys that created that, that is walking the talk, that is living the lifestyle. There's a lot of people out there that are profit first friendly, air quotes, and they're guessing, they're reading a book and then determining that they're able to provide this advice to somebody. I mean, Christ, would you imagine me going to a chiropractor and say, hey, I just read a book on cracking backs. You want to be my first customer? I saw the illustration in the book, just lay down. And I think, let me try Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just like, like a mechanic, like I can change my oil. Well, I used to be able to change my oil. Now I can't, I have no idea how to do it now. Right. I could figure it out, but does that mean I really should? Mm. Right. I mean, if you're an expert in your field, right. And many of you feel you're experts, then you need to work with an expert. Jeez. Pay for the expertise that you want <sighs> others to pay you for. Mm. That's simple. You think you're an expert? Well, then you better be working with experts. Jeez, Ron. That right there, brother. Uh, I wasn't expecting that as our closing statement, but that just resonated through my soul. Yeah, it pisses me off because people are like, oh, I'm an expert. I'm an expert. I'm an expert. And then they'll try chewing down an expert that they want to hire. So, so Ron, I'll share this with you in that same vein, man. And I appreciate you sharing that so much because I wouldn't even thought to share this. But I've been now in my industry 20 years. I got my Series 7 October 2003. This recording is two, 2023. So I'm wow. celebrating my 20th nice. anniversary in this space, right? And if someone were to ask me, Perry, you know, what was the biggest financial you know, say mistake that you made? And it wasn't, you know, going into a bad real estate deal. You know, it wasn't, you know, over over leveraging, you know, saying credit and, and things of that nature. The biggest mistake, financial mistake I ever made was not hiring a financial advisor. <laughs> yeah, trying be, to do it on your own. And somebody be like, well, Perry, you are a financial advisor. And but here's the deal. And and going back to what you what you said here, Ron, if you're an expert, hire the expert. You can be the expert. But you're going to have an emotional connection and you're going to have a different lens and a view of your business and your finances. And just bringing in that expert, that second set of eyes to look over your shoulder or that person to sit, you know, in the passenger seat and, and be the GPS and be like, no, man, you need to turn left here or no, go straight and go right is worth its weight in gold, <laughs> like in platinum or diamonds or whatever the case may be. Right. So. I love which if you're an expert, you should be working with the experts. That sent chills down my spine, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny. It, it's double talk, right? For those that don't. I'm, I pay a boatload to experts. Yeah. And you know why? They're worth it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> when, when I stopped trying to do my own bookkeeping and I hired a, a bookkeeper and, and got a uh, an accountant who was profit first certified, and I'll share that, you know, saying full disclosure, full disclaimer yeah. as well. I'm a profit first coach. My bookkeeper slash accounting firms is a, a certified profit first as well because we speak the same language, but we do things very differently. So take that for, for what it's worth that I actually went out and hired our profit first professional to help me with my finances as well. Cause again, her expertise is in the bookkeeping and the taxes. My expertise is in the systems and the coaching and, yep. and, and using profit first to leverage that for wealth. So man, this right here, brother is that's just pure gold. If you're an expert, hire the expert. All right. Close us out, Ron. Um, 
how do people you know, find out more about you? Where do they yeah. go? Anybody who's listening to this, point them in the right direction. How do they yeah, stay you in can, any, Anybody can um, connect with me on any social platform. Facebook, LinkedIn, Ron Saharian. I'm pretty much the only one out there uh, with that name <laughs> besides no my pop. But um, you, you don't want to connect with him. Uh, <laughs> go to uh, ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. And there, if you want, if if you're interested and you're an accountant or bookkeeper or a coach and you want to be certified, hit the apply button. You know, we'd like to have a conversation with you. If you're looking for to work with the Profit First Professional, well, first call Perry. But if you're looking for an accountant or a bookkeeper, go to Profit First Professional. Then it says find or work with a Profit First Professional. Fill out that stuff, and then you know we'll be able to do it. Additionally, we we're going to be announcing a um, a relationship with a bank called Relay Bank that is going to make the implementation of Profit First that much easier. So Perry, you know what? This is going this is the ultimate technology banking platform that we've mm. partnered up with Relay and it's going to be awesome. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, going to make your job even easier. I love it. I love it. All right y'all, so there you have it. So we're going to close out this episode of Cash Flow Unlocked with, again, my friend, one of my mentors, Obi-Ron. Brother, I just want to say thank you for jumping on here with me. Um, Ron, you guys, uh, you and Mike still doing a podcast as well? Yeah, still- we're still doing a podcast. It's called Grow My Accounting Practice Podcast. So- GMAP for short. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's not accounting. It's no. just a, some sophomoric guys trying to have some fun. We bring Liz in and she, you know, she kind of manages us a little bit, but it's all about business opportunity, growth, and mindset. Absolutely. So definitely go out and check out their podcast, continue to tune in with us and Ron, man, from my family to yours, brother, because you didn't, you know, say I met my wife, you know, saying you'll meet the twins here sometime soon. Yeah. So much for joining us for this episode, brother. We appreciate you dropping all the gems and we're going to keep on eradicating entrepreneurial poverty together, my friend. Well, bless you and your family and your listeners. Uh, You know how much I I, I appreciate you and everything that you're doing and the genuine and the family guy and the business guy. Uh, One of my favorites. So thank you for giving me this platform to just be me. No doubt, brother. No doubt. Virtual fist bump to you. You know what I'm saying? We'll catch you guys in the next episode. So may the profits be with you. May the profits be with you. Let's go. Cash flow unlock, y'all. Peace. Yo, thank you so much for listening to Cash Flow Unlocked. Now, if you want to connect with me and other professionals just like you who are on a mission to close the wealth gap and create generational wealth, then head over and join us in our private Facebook group, the Cash Flow Club, right now. Just head on over to Facebook and type in this way T H E space K A S H F L O W space club. The Cashflow Club, Cashflow spelled with a K. When you join, you'll get access not only to our team of experts, but also live Q&A to get your questions answered in real time and an abundance of other resources, which will help you get closer to financial freedom. 